0: So Chad. What up? Day seventy-three of quarantine. Yeah. How's your workout routine been? Actually a lot better. A lot better than what?
1: Uh well I was before doing... quarantine or then the beginning of quarantine. Beginning of quarantine. So being at home was definitely a struggle because going going to CrossFit classes was like sometimes like a crutch for my motivation. Like I just knew I just needed to get there and then yeah. I would work out. Being at home, not having other people doing it with me as much. I mean, I have my wife who, who definitely has done some with me, but it's just like, I don't know, the push wasn't there. So I didn't do as many, although I did some working out each week. I didn't do anywhere near what I was doing. But the gym just opened back up. And, um, you take CrossFit classes? Mm-hmm. Sweet. So I've went to two already this week. It's wow. Wednesday. I'm going to one uh, today and tomorrow. So um, Good deal. Jumping back in, man. Good for you. I haven't done anything since we moved. It's Not true, though. You've been uh, renovating your house, which is a workout. Yeah, I've been
0: very active, and so I haven't felt the need to. Before we moved, I was just Mm – I have a uh, 50-pound kettlebell, and Mm -hmm. I was just working out with that every morning and then running. Yeah. And that was great. But I do have a run this weekend that I'm not training for, but it's like an hour-long it's like to raise awareness for mental health. Yeah. This, this guy knows putting it on, Jason Pollen, and he's um, I'm, – I'm running for an hour of it. It's like a 24-hour relay run.
1: Wow. That's cool. Yeah.
0: It was a pretty cool deal. So I need to get ready for that, and I probably won't. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll just survive it.
1: Running for an hour, I mean, I guess you don't have to, like, track an amount of time. Yeah, I
0: don't think you have to go a certain speed, so I'm just going to – Just lock in and be like, I'm going to be here for an hour. Yeah, it just hurt. So today, our podcast is on fitness mm-hmm. and the fitness spiritual connection.
1: Yeah, and we were lucky to have two great guests. My um, co-founder of the NEMI project, Mike Linstead, and uh, he owns his own uh, personal training um, as well. So, what was it again? Sow and reap. I know it's sow and reap, but what was his uh, his Instagram website?
0: Thing? I don't know. We gotta put it in the show notes because it was yeah. like so com. Yeah.
1: Look in the so, show notes and we'll have it exactly yeah. um for our guy Mike. Um but follow him on Instagram. Um and then my wife also joined us and uh she's she's a personal trainer at Pelican Athletic Club as well as she has her own um fitness business as well. Um follow her on Instagram at Marie Francis Fitness. And uh, she's got a lot of great content there and, and helpful tools. And so they're both um, very helpful in the fitness world as well as both of them are very godly and uh, walk with God. And, and so they, they were able to help us think through how the physical realm impacts our spiritual and vice versa. Yeah. So that was really good.
0: So Mike did say it right. It was sofitreapfit.com.
1: SoFitReapFit.com. Obviously,
0: he said it right. It's his website. Of course he would. (laughs) I was just like, oh, he messed that up. I need to correct that. But uh, I was wrong. So anyways, (laughs) I hope everyone enjoys this podcast. I think it was super
1: informative, and I learned a lot. Yeah, me too. And I think everybody else will get a lot out of it as well. So without further ado. Here we go.
0: Hey guys, welcome to the Change Up Podcast. Josh and Chad here. This is where we talk about culturally relevant topics, but we look at them to an honest gospel worldview. Let's get it. All right, guys. So today we have Mike Linstead and Marie Wiles. Yeah, uh, new owner of Marie Francis Fitness. That's right.
2: That's right. And we
0: got Mike as owner of So and Reap. That's right. Fitness. Yes. So two gym owners today, and the thought is we want our fitness instructors. I guess you don't really own a gym. Well, well I don't know. Mike Mike's does. home gym I, I is coming do a now. long way. <laughs> yeah, just just this week. Yeah. yeah. If you guys want um, a garage gym experience, hit up Mike because mm-hmm. he has got that thing looking good.
3: Mm -hmm. I want to come check it out. That's right. It's nice and cold, man. AC systems. That's right. Blasting.
1: Shout out to our sponsor, Eagle AC. That's right. Oh, yeah. They
0: installed it. That's right. They're the best.
1: Tyler and Alex. All full circle.
0: Uh, So today we wanted to have them on and just have a conversation about fitness and how it ties into the spiritual. Um, So, Chad, why don't you kick us off?
1: Well, the first thing that we wanted to do was just get to know you guys a little bit. Why... Why fitness? Like, what led you down the path of of getting into fitness in the first place? What motivated you to care about ladies first? Mm-hmm. Yeah, ladies first. All right, I'll make Maria.
2: I feel like as I was thinking about that question, it was a little bit more complex than I even realized. Because for me, I even thought about: Did I see physical fitness growing up? Like, was it something mm-hmm. that I saw my parents doing, or was it something that I became interested in later? And it kind of took me all the way back to being like a preteen and seeing group fitness classes for the first time. Mm -hmm. We were members at the YMCA and my parents, like my mom played tennis, my dad like did backpacking trips, but neither of my parents like lifted weights, did regular workouts, Mm -hmm. anything like that but I had an aunt who was, um, 13 years younger than my mom. So she was, you know, I was 13, she was 26 Mm -hmm. and she was taking group fitness classes. And so I'd go up with her and take like like, the cool aunt. She was the cool aunt. Yeah. Yeah. The friend, you know, and, uh, we'd go take step aerobics classes and, and I enjoyed it. Um, but I was also from this kind of way of living where, like health and healthy eating was not something that I learned. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of just blind um, and just really wanting to learn more. And, you know, throughout high school was a cheerleader, you know, did gymnastics, but again, still didn't understand um, any kind of, you know, true, you know, aerobic, you know, cardiovascular, strength training, none of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And just continued to eat unhealthily until I went to college and everybody started talking about freshman 15. Mm -hmm. Everybody gains freshman 15. And I was like, absolutely not. Like, I actually cannot afford that at this point in my life. I'm now about 50 pounds overweight Mm -hmm. and just kind of miserable. Wow. And so I said, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change this. Right. But for me, it was at that point more driven by acceptance, approval. Mm-hmm. Um, at this and point so, you're not a Christian yet. Yeah. And at this point I'm not a, I'm not a Christian. So, you know, my identity and my worth is definitely wrapped in, up in, yeah. you know, getting that approval. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, Went about it the wrong way. Just started really calorie cutting majorly, not eating enough, Mm -hmm. and then going to the gym and doing a lot of cardio. Um, And during college, you had to take um, like electives to meet certain amount of credits and now looking back I actually can't even remember why mm-hmm. but I chose or why we had to take them it must have been a part of your gen eds do y'all yeah. remember doing that yeah. oh,
0: totally I had they to wanted a, you to get like more, a,
1: yeah. a
0: wide variety we had to take
1: a health class yeah and and some sort of fitness some sort of right. class so I like forget to what me, I even did you know those electives weather.
2: Weather. and so I chose because I wanted to learn I always have loved learning like And my profession at that time, what I was studying in college was education, elementary education. So there's that part of me that's just like teach me how and I'll do it, you know, just mm-hmm. give me the information. And I'd love to That's how you can put up with Chad. It, you know? That's right. right? That's
1: right. <sighs> hey. No, Chad, not today, honey. 11 years, baby.
2: Right. He's so lucky, right? He's a blessed man. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I took strength training as one of my um, electives mm-hmm. and ballroom dance. Those mm-hmm. were the two I chose. Right. So, um, and I went into that strength training class So hopeful. So excited. I'm going to learn because I don't want to go into this, you know, great gym facility we have on the college campus. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, so so
0: before that, how were you becoming informed about exercise? And, like, because we we didn't live in the same – error back then. Like, right. there weren't YouTube videos, Instagram,
1: all that And now that stuff. it's anywhere. You If you want to find it, you can find it. But oh, yeah.
0: It's almost hard to be ignorant to, like, what it takes to live healthily. Because back so, then,
1: even in athletics growing up, like, the way that the coaches trained us now is not even, like, the best way to, like, get in shape.
0: Yeah, now, like, if you're <laughs> an old school coach, like, I bet students are coming like, nah, coach, that's not really how we right? do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So sure. how are you getting informed on, like, what you needed to do and what actions you needed to take?
2: I think it was through observation of just, I'm looking around. I know I want to make a change. I'm looking around at like a gym facility that I have at my disposal mm-hmm. and I see people, mostly men, you know, mm-hmm. or guys over in the weight area. Right. Um, but I'd love to learn that. And then, you know, I'm over on all the cardio machines and whatnot, but more so just, I think out of... Intrigue Was
1: that more like for females back then? Like it was all cardio, like the whole weight training. Was that just not normal amongst like your friends or people who were even into working out? Was it weight training not part of it?
2: No. I would say if you went to a, you know, group fitness class, mm-hmm. that it was going to be, you know, high reps, low weight, mostly you know, cardio driven. Mm-hmm. Um I mean when my friends went to the gym, they got on the treadmill and the elliptical for an hour. Mm-hmm. You know? Um but I hasn't yeah.
0: changed in a lot a lot of ways. Yeah. A lot of people still do that. They're like, oh I gotta go to the gym and that's kind of what they default to. I mean, right. Do you see that?
3: You guys see that? Oh, I was oh, like, yeah. what's the
0: default like if someone says I need to work out more, what do they think?
3: Default if I need to lose weight, that means I need to do cardio. Which right. Which is not true. Right. Um mm-hmm although that can be a part of it, that's not the answer. Mm -hmm. And uh, the next thing is, is like I need to make dramatic changes today. And that's (laughs) not true either. (laughs) Because that doesn't, all of those mindsets, except for the cardio thing, right? But the dramatic changes today and the drastic cuts here and there, Mm -hmm. those are non-sustainable mindsets. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I think people forget that you're not just losing weight to go look good on the beach for the summer. Because if you gain it all back, it's going to come back way faster and it's going to be much more difficult to lose for a number of different reasons. But, yeah, I think that going into it initially, people just, they they have a very short-sighted view of what they're really trying to accomplish, you know. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, by extension, they have a very small understanding of what it actually takes to make that lasting change, you know. Somebody's going to go pay this trainer and I'm going to do my little workout and I'm done and I'm going to be in such great shape, it's amazing. Right. No, (laughs) if it was easy, everybody would have it, you know. right. All right, well, Mike, how'd you get into it? Yeah,
1: let's get to your side of the story.
3: How'd fitness. I get into personal training? And or fitness, just fitness yeah. in general. Like, like, when did it yeah. become
0: like, I know you played sports. Yeah,
3: so bro. it really started for me uh, at 14 years old. I started weight training uh, for football. Mm-hmm. And I grew up as a skateboarder. You know, I was born and raised in Southern California. And surfing and skateboarding was just like what, you know, kids fish and, and hunt here. Well, in Southern California, they surf and skate, right? Yeah. And so right. that's what I did. And... Um, really was against like mainstream sports cuz I was like a punk rock kid mm-hmm. but I was always getting into trouble so when I got to high school we moved from Santa Barbara, California to a small farm town called Lompoc, California. And it like on the central coast where I grew up, Lompoc has like this this kind of reputation for being like a harder kind of place to grow up.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So I was like, all right, like I'm going to probably get in f- some fights here and stuff. So <laughs> my mom, that's a side note, but my mom was mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm kind of done with you getting in trouble after school, so you're going to play a sport. So Long story short, I started playing football, uh, had to, you know, weight train. And, and by the time I got into high school, I was already 6'1, 185 pounds. So in Lompoc, they had a small population to draw from. So I was like one of the bigger kids as a yeah. freshman. And uh, I mean, put in context, I'm 6'1, 195 pounds right now, and I'm 32. So right. I was like, You're a freshman, yeah. in, high freshman you're, in high school. You're you 10 know? pounds away from me right now. <laughs> so, um, so I started lifting when I was 14. It was a really great outlet for all that anger. It kind of gave me a channel, so to speak. Yeah. Introduced discipline into my life, which I hated. And um, so all the sports, you know, the whole sports experience for me was really, really positive.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, fast forward to, you know, um, about 25 years old. <clears throat> I'm just getting out of a, a recovery program at that point in my life because um, I was, you know, heavy, heavily addicted to drugs and alcohol. And and we've already talked about that on one of your earlier podcasts. Mm-hmm. but. I'm, I'm recovered at this point. I'm a Christian now at 25 years old. Um, and I'm kind of thinking of like, all right, well, what do I do to make money? Right. And so, uh, you know, one of the first couple things was, well, a, like what profession is going to allow me to share the gospel? You know, that was a serious consideration of mine. Cause I, at this point I have That's a clean cool. slate. I can go like, well, yeah. I can choose whatever the heck I want. <laughs> right. Didn't have a college education, but like Maria, I'm a self-learner. I'm extremely driven. You know, I'm like, And life's starting over. And life is restarting, exactly. You didn't
0: have like any kind of uh, credit in any one profession. You're like, uh,
3: I can do whatever I want. Now, up to this point, I'd worked in the restaurant industry and I knew that if I want to stay sober, I don't want to go back to that. So I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. So anyways, what profession would allow me to share the gospel? You know, and personal training allows access into people's lives that is very unique, Mm -hmm. right? They share information with me that whether I want to know it or not, they tell me and- you know, there's a really cool relationship that gets developed out of that. So that was kind of number one. Then number two was like, well, what do I like doing? You know, they say if you find a profession you love doing, you never work a day in your life. And yeah. one of the things I really love doing is lifting weights and training and challenging myself. And, and not only that, but like teaching and encouraging other people. Those are kind of just like natural mm-hmm. traits that I, that I have. So personal training was like a no-brainer to me. And, and then I did some research on the industry. It was projected to grow. Um, for a number of different reasons, and so I was like, "All right, seems like a good investment." So I took all that into prayer, and um, really, really miraculous story on how I got the money to become a personal trainer um, at that recovery center. Um, it's a really, really big place. It's called the Dream Center in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and has a lot of you know wealthy people that are involved with it that want to donate financially. And so, um, <clears throat> I had that option, you know, in terms of getting financing. I could you know find like a donor and. Yeah. Um, my parents also were like, you know, they'd seen me go through this really long recovery process. It was like Mm -hmm. three years. And um, they wanted to, you know, help me in this next stage of life. And so my birthday was coming up and they wanted to pay for my uh, NASM certification, the National Academy of Sports Medicine. And and the initial one cost about $600.
1: Yeah.
3: So I didn't have a job at this point. Um, I knew where I wanted to go. I knew what I wanted to do. And I had two options for financing available. But the word says that if, if, if I pray and ask things according to his name and according to his will, it's going to happen, right? If it's according to God's plan right. and God's purpose, mm-hmm. that's going to happen. And I really believe that. So, you know, all those donors, potential donors, <clears throat> I didn't even ask them for money. In fact, I told them that my parents were going to pay for it. So they're, you know, mm-hmm. no thank you, but thank you. <laughs> and then my parents, I told them what I had just told you. You know, they're like, we want to pay for you. And I was like... You know mom like you know what dad like thank you but this is what truly i believe that god wants me to do in my life you know and so if this is really what he wants me to do mm-hmm. he's gonna provide and i wasn't putting god to the test i had truly felt this in prayer i truly sought the lord's face on this mm-hmm. so it's not like all right god here you go you better perform it's like no i had already felt in my heart of hearts and my spirit through prayer that this was gonna happen mm-hmm. i told my parents you know what I don't. I, I really do think this is going to happen. So no, thank you, dude. Within twelve hours, an anonymous donor said they're going to pay for all of my expenses. Wow. These are wow. the same people I told that I didn't need the money from. Yeah. So that was like a huge like okay, I'm walking in the right direction. And yeah. so, you know, that kind of supercharged my desire to, to really dive full dive into this full you know full head of steam. Hmm. It's like all right, God's blessings on it. Yeah. Totally. Uh, and I love doing it. So um, that's how I got into it. You know for me it was I, I play sports all my life, um played rugby in college, still kind of play you know uh what Dickie Lyons has got a, a yeah. podcast called the what the has been has been you that's me yeah. right there yeah. <laughs> the the rugby has been but um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know sports is a huge part of my life, and I love training people, but I think the the for me, the best part about it is seeing people like transform their life mm-hmm. from the spiritual basis mm-hmm. all the way out to the physical basis, you know,
1: yeah, well, that's a great transition to what we really want to talk about in this podcast is how does the physical relate to the spiritual? Because we believe that the gospel is holistic, right? And gospel mindset, we talk about a lot on the podcast, but God created us physically as well as spiritually. Everything's spiritual. We talk about that a lot. And so how does our spiritual fitness impact or kind of go along with our spiritual and vice versa, like how's our spiritual... Physical,
0: related to the spiritual. Yeah, physical yeah.
1: to the spiritual and spiritual to the physical. Mm-hmm. And from your all's perspective, because we've already heard you both say a little bit of that part of your motivation is the gospel. So um, we'll start, ladies first. <laughs> we'll let, uh, and you guys feel free to chime in with each other too.
3: Yeah. You all right, Josh? Take a second, all Josh. Right, and all right. uh, Josh We're having physical died over. on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's just so choked up by Chad's, you know, lead in there. Yeah. But, it's um, an
3: emotional good. session right that now. It really is. I got a tear in my got to dial it in.
2: <laughs> well, I think for me, mine was such a slower process of learning, possibly more so than Mike's. And mm. because of that, for me personally, always like gaining a little bit more information, but not quite getting it right. And also not being a believer until the age of... 20, um, that I was very much familiar with the idea of trying to push my way into, I'm going to do this so that I have fulfillment, so that people accept me, Mm -hmm. so that I feel better about myself. I will have worth. I will have value. If I could just look like that girl Mm -hmm. right there, you know, and if I just do what she does, then I'll, you know, then I'll be accepted and I'll be, you know, fill in the blank. And...
1: Which I'm sure so many can relate to that sentiment. Right. Right,
2: And it wasn't really truly until I started, you know, walking with the Lord and learning about belief Mm -hmm. that it's the same. Um, And so many people want to come in and behavior modify. So, Mm -hmm. okay, I have this goal. So I'm just going to you know, muscle my way through this program I really don't want to do and get the results I get. And when I get my results, then I'll be motivated because mm-hmm. I'm seeing results. But no result is ever enough. Right. And similarly for me, um, even as a believer, you know, walking through things and trying to... Um, just even be disciplined, you know, that when you talk about reading the word Mm -hmm. and getting up in the morning and instead of being emotionally motivated, like I feel like this, doing this right now, I am driven not out of duty, out of delight, but that delight also requires discipline. Similarly, um, learning that balance of, you know, I enjoy fitness i i think i'm actually probably on the odd spectrum of like chad's always like you do realize how much you enjoy that is not normal which <laughs> right. like god yeah I, I feel like it's a that. gift you right. know Absolutely. um but i like also, to do athletic
1: things but yeah. i don't like to just work out all the time just because but has
0: that changed <laughs> in you or like did you start your fitness journey loving it I have and what do all, you love about it? is it the pain is it yeah. like the what is it the results you're
3: getting like the discipline you're using, what is Help us understand. <laughs> I think it's a cocktail of things. I mean, yeah. well, I share that same thing you do, you know. Um, for me, it's not pain for sure. Like, I don't have like some sick and twisted pleasure thing going on. But like, <laughs> I enjoy the challenge. And obviously, I love the results, you know. Um, mm-hmm. For me, it's knowing what I'm capable of doing gives me a sense of confidence. And it's not arrogance. Like, I know for a fact that if I get under this weight... I can do it. I can squat it. That mm-hmm. gives me confidence. It also kn- it helps me like, know where to draw the line. And those lessons and that self-awareness mm-hmm. bleed over into other things. Mm-hmm. They really do. You right. know? Um, so there's a self-control aspect to it. Oh, huge. Added. So I didn't mean to cut you no, off there. It's no, it's good. great. Like, I, feel, I feel like you and I are very similar in that regard that we we like fitness. We just enjoy. Most personal trainers do. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know? you wouldn't but, do I, it. What
3: Josh said, is it the pain? I hear that so often. It's oh. like, Maybe there's a couple of personal trainers out there that just enjoy pain, but mm-hmm. I don't think pain is an inherently enjoyable thing. Yeah. You know, but you can, it's very constructive. <laughs> you can learn a lot from it. Mm-hmm. You know, it certainly can guide you yeah. um, away That's, from certain things, and, and if you like it, maybe towards certain things. But
1: <laughs> well, I think what both of you are saying too is the mindset is the bigger motivator than the physical results. Um, I've I've found that even for myself, I'm not one who just enjoys just working out like i was often people say like i just like to run for fun i'm like that's crazy who like growing up i ran because i had to get in shape to play the sport that is fun yeah (laughs) running was not the fun part right Mm -hmm. um but for me the motivation is you know marie helped introduce me and sam into crossfit they drug me in there but i really enjoy it now because of the challenges and the mental game of learning something new seeing if i can beat my last score on this workout or or the competition you know friendly competition with the people around me like for me the mindset the self talk like talking yourself through a tough workout to like get to the end like i that's and how i feel afterwards just mentally is what really drives me. Mm-hmm. And so what are the the aspects I think uh what are the aspects that drive you all and then how does that apply to our spiritual life as well? Like
2: Yeah, well the the switch flipped for me because you know I was describing that, you know, running after that that ideal, you know, that this will bring me happiness and fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And it it flipped when I just really began to see This is not meant to satisfy you, period. Right. Like, and obviously Mm -hmm. growing in my faith and reading the word of God, and I'm creating an idol for myself out of, you know, fitness Mm -hmm. or eating healthy. And it can look good, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm doing things that that are positive, you know, positive for myself. But if I'm doing them out of a motivation to, you know, be successful, be good at what I, you know, look good, all of those things. There's, you're just chasing the next thing that will satisfy. And so for me to really learn, this will not satisfy you is one of the free, most freeing things because mm-hmm. then I'm free to it live and enjoy it and continuously check myself. I That's mean, good. every day, mm-hmm. are you mm-hmm. going into work to coach this class mm-hmm. so that people will think that you're a good coach? And therefore you are valuable Mm -hmm. or are you going in today because you can't wait to show these people love and respect and care and teach them something and empower them and, um, and, and share the gospel with them, like Mm -hmm. Mike said, and Mm -hmm. it's relational. And so when it's no longer about me, then I'm truly free. To yeah. enjoy it myself and to help other people find that same yeah. freedom that's great you know? so that's
0: your motivation then Absolutely. that's why you love it. that's awesome yeah.
3: some of the things that drive me like uh, that motivate me to to train myself and, and to train other people I mean for me like discipline has been a huge um, been a huge part of my life fundamentally mm. especially specifically with time you know and tr- training is Helps me become disciplined, you know, because like you know, there's days, believe it or not, where like I do, I just do not want to train, you know, my body hurts, right? Yeah, and you know, I don't go in there and just try to push past the pain, like that's that's like that old school coaching mentality, you know, and right, that that's not healthy.
0: Yeah, that really um, is a whole different exercise, like for lack of a better term, right. but like. It's just a whole different – it's a different activity, really. Right. Like, they're going at it for a completely different reason. Right. and, mm-hmm. well, and some training. To their
3: credit, like, back in the 70s and 60s and 80s, like, exercise science wasn't where it is now. Yeah. Right. So, you know, that's a whole nother conversation. But I, I like to train optimally, right? More for – more sake is not better, actually. Right. But when I – you know, if I have it a day where I'm just like, oh, gosh, I just don't want to train, I go in there and I use that session – I'm still disciplined because I still have that session scheduled in my, work, in my day. And I use that session to process thoughts for maybe, you know, sow and reap my fitness business or maybe Nehemiah project, right? Or nonprofit right. that we're starting. Or maybe I'm going to think about something that me and my wife, you know, are going through or need to, or, or something I need to work on as a husband or as a soon to be father, you know, like I utilize that time to, to process thought, you know? And for me, hmm. Like, good. you know, me and Chad, Chad kind of, you know, we, we joke about me, but like, I'm really, really comfortable in chaos. Like, I'm really, really comfortable mm-hmm. in lots of things happening at once. Mm. You know, like, for instance, babysit. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I listen to like, I used to think I was too. Yeah, <laughs> four I know, kids later. Right? We'll see when a baby four comes. toddlers screaming nonstop.
0: Anyways. So, <laughs> so, yeah,
3: discipline, you know, in the fact that, hey, I've got that workout schedule. Let's use it constructively, right? Let's not just try to quote unquote push through the pain because that's not healthy and that's not going to help me. Um, And so that motivates me, you know, it it helps me in a lot of ways, you know, Mm. and I know it's going to be positive. And the second thing is, is like, I inherently, I just love to challenge myself and overcome challenges because I want to know what I'm made of, you know? Um, There's, there's definitely been struggles with idolizing fitness before in my life, you know, there's, because, you know, I'm a recovered addict, you know, I I do that really easily. Mm. (laughs) And I know that about myself. I idolize things. I put them in, I put them in the place of God sometimes. And, Mm. Um, you know, as I've gotten older in my faith, I've been able to see that. But, um, you know, utilizing the fact that I get to challenge myself in the gym has been very healthy for me as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's also been very humbling, you know, because yeah. a lot, lot more failures than there is, you know, sure. successes in the gym. Uh, and then there's that relational component, you know, as well. I love helping people. Mm-hmm. It's it's very, very uh, positive for, for right. me and for the other person, you know? So, and, and I feel like, you know, when you're doing something and you're just like, God, I was made to do this. Mm-hmm. I get that feeling all the time when I'm training people. Yeah. Like, I don't think I work a day in my life. You know, right. I really don't. And it's a blessing.
1: Yeah, it is. Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break here to talk about one of our sponsors. Um, you know that at the Change Up Podcast, we're all about uh, gospel mindset. And so the, the companies that we sponsor or that we bring on are people that we stand behind and and we know the owners and they look at the world through a gospel worldview as well and how they conduct their business. And this company is awesome. And Josh, you have some experience with Eagle AC yourself, right? Yeah, so
0: Eagle AC and heating, uh, locally owned and operated by Tyler and Alex Beard. They have to do with anything involving the comfort of your home. So climate Mm -hmm. control, they service ACs, they give you new ACs, they repair broken ACs. Um, and they're very trustworthy. So we flip a lot of houses, my business partner and I, and they're a go-to vendor for anything AC related. They're the first people we call. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons that is because they're very trustworthy. Okay. So anytime we're looking at a subcontractor, we say, would we give these guys, just a hypothetical, would mm-hmm. we give them the keys to our own home with our wife and kids there right? and let them go do their job? And they are above forward in that mm-hmm. respect and without question full of integrity so we would allow them to do that and so they pass that test but they're also affordable uh, we've before we started using we shopped them around with other companies mm-hmm. just because that's what we do with all new vendors and Tyler knows this and um, he was cool with that and also they were very competitive you yeah. know they were cheaper than the and all the competitors so we obviously love that as being a business
1: yeah and I'll even say as just a homeowner myself Anytime I've had issues with my AC, they've been awesome to come out check it. Um, most of the time, just checking stuff for free, making sure, and let me know what I need to do, and and let me know what that would take, and, and being very reasonable with that. I know sometimes you get somebody to come over to look at something and they I charge you Because you're the for, pastor, ah, uh, you know, I think that <laughs> they would do that for anybody. I know, in fact, I know that they do. Just to check on things and make sure things are going well. Well,
0: give them a call and see. Um, You can find them at NorthShoreCool.com. You can email Tyler at NorthShoreCool.com. And then also give them a call at 985-377-3622. That's 985-377-3622. Also, they're on Facebook at Eagle AC and Heating.
1: Yeah. So check them out. You won't be disappointed.
0: Now back to our show. So how do you work? Let's... Let's like help the listener out a little bit who maybe doesn't move their body ever mm-hmm. physically and they don't see the, the value of it. How can you guys help shape their mindset? Because I'm sure you guys work with clients like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some helpful things you would say to them to kind of help form their mindset and see some of the
3: benefits in one, fitness, but also how it relates to spiritual? Yeah, I guess I'll start with that one and we'll just kind of go back and forth on that one. So yeah. the first thing that I always start with is we need to get a really, really clear picture of what you want. What do you want, right? Because you're coming to me as a trainer and you're willing to pay me a decent amount of money, uh, which is worth it, but it's only worth it if you know why you're here. And the most typical answers I ask is, so what are your goals? I want to lose fat and build muscle. That's awesome. Now let's get really specific on that. How much muscle do you want to build, right? People don't ever really think about that. Yeah. Or they'll go, I just want a six pack. Like, okay, that's awesome. Do you know what it takes to get there? No. Okay. So you're not going to see that in the next five months, six months. I can tell you that from a very honest perspective. Um, depending on where they're at, obviously, you know what I mean? If they're already at like, let's just say like 20% body fat and they've been sort of training, then yeah, you can definitely see that in five months. But if you're coming off the couch and you haven't exercised in 10 years, That's not something that you need to be thinking right now, like as if it's going to happen right now. Right. Right? There's no no instant gratification with this. So that's the first thing. Very clear picture of what you want. And then what it takes to get there. And then we're going to build a plan to get you there in small segments.
0: Which without you, someone who does this for a living, like they would have no way of knowing like, hey, what does it take? Like Marie, you were saying, I want to be that girl. Like back then you didn't even know what it took probably to be that girl Mm -hmm. that you saw. So now they get the benefit of you being, okay, I've worked with tons of people. This
3: is what it does take to get to – this is what you're actually asking of yourself.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Exactly. This is what you're actually asking of yourself. You know, I'm not going to do any of the workout for you. I'm just going to sit here and guide you along and, and, and push you to the limit. You know, and that's an art in itself. And I'm sure, like, Marie, because you're in the CrossFit world, you know, you guys are pushing yourselves hard. Yeah. You know, There's an art form in being able to, to make another person – or not to make another person I should say if it's like to encourage another person to go to the mm-hmm. end of the cliff and like not fall off right like just get close to the edge but don't go too far you know yeah, right. that there's a point to go too far that is part of the program but it's not every single time you work mm-hmm. out so, you know in crossfit yeah. that's
2: <laughs> yeah absolutely and i think it's interesting for me because sometimes i feel like i'm a interesting combination cuz i can so relate to the person who like josh said maybe doesn't even have any interest you know, mm-hmm. they they're mm-hmm. like, you know what? I don't exercise, and I don't really want to. Yeah, you I'm know? not
0: that kind of. I'm not. You know, that's guy. I'm not into oh, that. Yeah. That's
2: not my thing. Um, but typically, when you uncover like more being around them, like relationally, I think a lot of people have goals like you know I've spoken to moms before that are like. You know, but I do want to be able to run around with my kids and I Mm -hmm. can't right now. Or, you know, there's something motivating them, Mm -hmm. but there's also something telling them that they can't and they don't know how to get started. Mm -hmm. Um, And so one thing that has been impactful for me is just, you know talking to people and helping them see like, well, what are you wanting? Mm -hmm. And what do you think is going to help you get there? Similar to what Mike was talking about. And is that true? You know, um, because a lot of times even we're doing things out of a place that we're we're not even realizing, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's almost a slowing down process and, um, and asking like, you know, why am I wanting this? and, and, and is that true? Because sitting... Okay, like, so say they say, like, I actually would just mother much rather sit on the couch. Like, I really have no interest. Okay, well, what types of things are you wanting out of your life? I want to run around with my kids. I want to live to an old age and see my grandkids or mm-hmm. whatever it might be. It might not be doing CrossFit. <clears throat> and th- so then, well, what are your actions? Okay, well, I... I'm, maybe I'm a little lazy, I sit around, I don't move. I don't sleep
1: good at night.
0: Yeah,
2: and so are those things truly, you know, helping you move towards what mm-hmm.
1: you want? Right. And a real good question to throw in there with this, which is you like- you don't Im- say so yourself. It is implied, right? What well, is it is implied what you're asking, but I want to ask specifically, mm-hmm. from a biblical perspective, are we supposed to work or work out- like just great question. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like somebody listening to this is like I just don't really feel
3: like it, but like should we want to at some level? Absolutely. I mean, how is growth achieved? You have to apply pressure. You know, how is spiritual growth achieved? You have to right. go through trials, right?
1: But also we're even learning, you know, from my background in like psychology and stuff, God created our bodies to produce natural things that we need mm-hmm. for just health and mental health. Mm-hmm. That when we're lethargic and we just sit around it, it goes away and it hurts us. Yeah, and that's depression, anxiety, all that stuff has risen as our as our country has gotten less and less mobile or right. active. Yeah, because used to you when you worked you you didn't have to worry about working out because right. people worked in the field like right. you worked right. out for your life you had right. to. Yeah, and now you can sit behind. Well, a that's computer. my
0: life. Like when I'm actively involved in a in a remodeling project. Right. I usually don't work out nearly as much. I may go for a jog because mm-hmm. I don't need it. Like, right. I'm working with my hands on my Absolutely. feet all day long. And I don't
3: love training in the gym like you guys do. Mm-hmm. I love being active, but, anyways. Um, well, there's yeah. another cool side of that, too. And I think there's just, again, another evidence that, like, to answer your question, yeah, yeah. God made exercise and more specifically, like, overcoming challenges a fundamental part of growing. Like, right. spiritually, physically, mentally doesn't matter. And some of the cool research that's comes out that's come out lately yeah. in gene expression, right? So, uh, a really easy way to understand gene expression is there are parts of of you right. that are literally waiting to be expressed, but it needs the right stressor to be expressed. Okay. Example in the gym, I my central nervous system grants me the ability to squat. I don't know. Let's just say three hundred pounds, right? Right. Currently, my one rep max, let's say, is. 250 pounds. I don't know that my limit is actually 300. Right. What I think is oh I can only squat 250. But no, th- my genes will actually allow me to express strength much higher than that. But you'll never know that unless you push yourself to that goal. Wow. Once you overcome this, hmm. there's actually neurobiological changes that occur in the brain. This is all objectively verifiable now. Yeah. That happen. And so, and what are the what are the character traits that come off of that? Again, I already talked about one of them confidence, right? Mm-hmm. That bleeds over into the business world, into your spiritual life, in, into your marriage, into your. Right. I mean, wherever confidence is going to manifest itself, it's now going to be enhanced in a sense, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so, you're this expressing is, that gene for the sake of fitness, but it's bleeding over bleeds into, over into all a lot of different things. areas. Right, right. right. And, and exactly, that bleed over effect is huge. And that didn't happen by. Accident. God, right. God designed us, and we just use fitness. But it's it's any stressor, any mm-hmm. stressor will draw that out of you. You know, uh, one other thing I wanted to say earlier, it's kind of along these same line. Same line is I've been doing this exercise where I where I list first, second, and third order consequences, mm-hmm. right? And like the scripture that came to mind when I started doing this was like when it says, "For the joy set before him, he endured the cross." So let's take this into the fitness context. Well, well first I'll break down that. For the joy set before him, that's the second order consequence. Do you know what the scripture reference on that one? Is it Hebrews twelve two? I think so, but I think so. Let me look it up. I look that talking. up because that could be wrong. That way we can give people. So accurate. the first order consequence is that word endured, right? The pain is that first order consequence of the action of the of going to the cross that would keep Jesus from fulfilling his God sent mission. But the joy set before him, that's the second order consequence, was why he did it, right? Yeah. And the third order consequence, that's our salvation. I mean, that's the biggie, right, for us. Right. Um, and the the value of the third is greater than the pain of the exactly. first. So. And so the way we get it, so in a fitness context, easy to understand, exercise. I'm sitting on the couch for 10 years. I got to start exercising because I know I'm I'm slowly dying. First order consequence, the pain and the time sacrifice, I'm not willing to do but I want the second and third, which is better health, uh, you know, right. look better, What you know, more you, you energy. Get a, more, yeah. mm-hmm. So it's so often in our culture, especially in America, like our culture, and I love America. I'm not bashing on it, but I just noticed this, is that mm-hmm. we so often, we choose the things where the first order consequence is the most pleasurable. And the second and third, we don't even care about, but we are unwilling to mm-hmm. do the things that we know are good for us, but, the first order consequence keeps us from doing it. It's temporary, man. We got to push through that. Yeah, yeah. You can get to a place where you enjoy exercise. You can right. get to a place where you enjoy Absolutely. these kinds of things.
1: Right.
0: You and just have to tie the value of those things to something greater than the pain in right. the beginning.
1: And That's the jump, cost. And to jump in, the reference is Hebrews 12, 2, which says from the ESV, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God.
3: That's the third order consequence, being seated at the right right hand of the, right? So you could, you can use that little exercise to take into any time you have to really consider an option in your life, whether it be exercise or Mm -hmm. maybe you want to start studying the Bible more. What's the first order consequence there? I don't want to get up at five in the morning, you know, whatever it is, right? Right. So time would be the well, consequence. also, like, what does it take to um, add a habit? Like, you have to replace
0: a bad habit with something of equal or greater value. Mm. So mm-hmm. what the pain of working out and waking up early is not greater value than sitting on the couch. But the second and third order consequences are of greater value. So Absolutely. So tying that into that
1: right. mindset. Which goes exactly with Ephesians 4, um, talking about the putting off, starting in verse 17, putting off the old as we, we know Christ, and then renewing our mind in the in the truth, and putting on the new self. Like, you got to put off the old, repent of it, renew our mind in the gospel, and put on the new. Yeah. So yeah. When you take think, that
3: way of thinking into into solving problems or, or assessing a value proposition, it makes things so much more clear. Mm-hmm. And fitness becomes just a, a, a no-brainer. You yeah. know what I mean? And it just becomes really easy to understand, like, why you're doing it.
0: You it's know? a tool to get what you really want. Right. Like, what you guys work with people. Like, what was that what you were going to say?
2: No, I was just going to say... I think the thing that we're also not saying in this context is that a lot of people that I encounter anyway, mm-hmm. don't see exercise and eating healthy as belief driven. Mm,
0: that's they, a good point. So
2: they don't even take enough time to ask, well, you know, what do I believe about this? Or they have theoretical belief. I'm mm-hmm. married to a biblical counselor where they say, I believe exercise is good for me. You know, and so, oh, yeah, exercise is good for you. Eating healthy is good for you. But practically, (laughs) do we do it? Okay. Well, no, I don't because of this and this and this. Okay. So do you really believe that eating healthy is good for you or that God made our bodies to move and exercise? Do you really believe that based on what you do? And if your actions display that you, you, you do not do those things, then what are you believing? Yeah. What are you believing in place of that? That I actually deserve comfort. You know what? I can, you know, whatever it might be. I can't do it in my abilities, so I don't want to try. Yeah. It's not comfortable. There's pain involved mm-hmm. through that process. Right. I want immediate satisfaction. And I whatever think a lot is.
1: of people, probably even, some even listening right now, probably just discovered that this is actually a spiritual issue.
3: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know,
1: because um, it's easy to look at, well, oh, it doesn't matter if I'm physically fit or like, especially in the American culture, like this drives me insane sometimes. So I'll just, I'll say it. But in the American church where we'll we'll vilify certain sins like pornography or drunkenness or drugs, but then we'll have pastors who are standing up there 50 pounds overweight and we're all joking about the potluck. I'm not saying that it's bad to have a potluck, but the point is like that lack of, like you're actually walking around displaying to the world a lack of self-control right. yeah, and yeah. idolatry. <laughs> like, that should, mm-hmm. be, that should be a conviction for us. And I'm not dogging anybody. I'm just saying, like, I have that conviction as a pastor. Like, I don't feel like it would be right of me to, if I look at spirituality in a holistic way and the way God is in control of everything, like, I've, I've got to have some level of, of self-control and fitness Right. in that way because God created it that way. Now, I'm not saying I have to have six-pack abs. I'm not saying that or anything like that. But at the same time, I can't be walking around 30 pounds
3: overweight and mm-hmm. acting like I've got everything in order spiritually. Right. You know what I'm thinking about <laughs> you know? right now is that aspect of self-control. I was thinking about the two, in my mind, the two lists of spiritual virtues in the Bible, like Galatians 5, right? It's the fruits mm-hmm. of the Spirit. And then in Second uh, Peter, the first chapter where... Peter says, you know, uh, supplement to your faith, right? And then he goes on to list all these things, but self control mm-hmm. is a part of that list as well, right? So there's a divine element and a and a, and a human element of self control, and I think mm. that that's like, yeah, a, a it, it's a blaring indicator of the importance of self control in all aspects of life, you know. Mm-hmm. And how do we reconcile this lack of it in our culture, you know, to to what we're supposed to be doing in the scriptures, you know, especially as Christians, you know, yeah, because. Um, they're, you're right. You know whether it's, uh, you know, the ones that are easy for everyone to point out and kind of like cross their arms and, and sure. you know, are addiction, right? Yeah, obviously. Of but w- what about your food addiction? You know what I mean? Like, what? How, why are you so lax on that? Right. That's killing you just as fast.
1: And <laughs> and we have research now that shows like the addictive properties of sugar and things are no different than like cocaine. Oh my
3: gosh! <laughs> and they're getting they're getting more enhanced.
1: <laughs> and the other side, you know, for you know, for you and I, Mike, we're thinking about this from the aspect of how we're trying to help people through counseling at the Nehemiah project. Yeah. But if you look at the results of obesity, like it happens slower but it kills more people than alcoholism or anything.
3: 45% else. of our of the American population is obese. 45% right. And of that, 350 million people. I'll say on that though, right. like I'm obese based on those charts. So, so I don't <laughs> know if they're using <laughs> <Sure>. those charts. <laughs> sure. Either way, when we we just go walk around and you can see it. you At yeah, the point it's of a like heart disease,
1: diabetes, things that right. like come out of. I'm healthfully obese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it it ends people's lives prematurely. It it cuts things short. I mean, there's. I'm not saying I'm not saying this once again to like point fingers. I'm just saying like we should be aware that this is a spiritual issue. Absolutely. And that we should take it just as seriously. Yeah,
3: just totally. to be clear, like we all have issues, you know. Absolutely. I mean? Like just 'cause just because someone is quote unquote fit doesn't mean that they're spiritually perfect, right? Exactly. You
1: know? But I think it's good for us to see that spirituality is holistic and the heart drives it. You guys have said that. And so, um God created us physically as well as spiritually, and he created all of it and so we should care about our physical health as much as we care about our spiritual health, mm-hmm. you know, uh, equally because they inter interrelate. Which brings me to my last question. We can kind of end the podcast around this, which is, what habits do we learn physically that apply spiritually? I think through physical fitness. What are some things that that we can learn um, through that process of and you guys have said some of it already.
2: Yeah. One of my favorites that that Mike actually already said is endurance. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like I experience in the physical route, like in doing physical things and training and setting a goal or, um, you know, squat, setting up a, a squat and mm-hmm. getting, a, you know, past your one rep max or whatever it might be um, that you have to have a pace Mm -hmm. to continue, right? Like Mm -hmm. um, to finish the race. And I think I learned some of that in fitness. I know Mm -hmm. that I do and that it absolutely translates to spiritual um, and that, you know, discipline comes out of that um, and belief-driven habits, you know, those types of things.
1: Yeah, I think... Mm -hmm. To, to, that, to that point, the same mindset that says I can't, I can't lift 225 on a bench, but then does it, like that same like, man, I was able through hard work, press through, and it did happen, is the same belief that says, man, I can't stop looking at pornography. Mm-hmm. But when you put the things in place and you work hard and all of a sudden you're free from it and you're not looking it anymore is anymore, it's that same mentality mm-hmm. of like, you know what? Actually, I do have a choice. And in God's grace, I can choose to be different, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that same why is expressed in both of those Absolutely. realms.
3: Yeah, there's um, something I'm thinking about. I have a client who shared with me this really great book. It's called The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek. And mm-hmm. it, it's really talking about some complex stuff. But the one pull, draw, um, one thing I've dr- drawn from that so far is, like, concerning mindset. Mm-hmm. If, how am I approaching fitness? Because since that's what we're talking about, you know, am right. I approaching fitness because or for the goal of getting fit for the summer? Because that's a finite mindset, mm-hmm. right? That, that, that implies that the goal is to get fit for the summer. Right. Well, what happens after the summer? If I have an infinite mindset, to use that language in the book, well, I want to get fit for life. And there's no winning that game. It's just a, it becomes part of my daily habits. Yeah. So to answer your question is you know my what I've what have I learned physically is mm-hmm. repetition. Yeah. You know every repetition that you get is an opportunity. Right. To get better at mm-hmm. that movement. Right. Right. So every time I approach the scriptures, right,
0: mm-hmm. what's my
3: mindset coming into it? Am I doing this because uh, I want to get my morning Bible study out of the way? It's a mm-hmm. finite mindset. That's mm-hmm. a short-sighted mindset. Probably not going to get a whole lot out of that. That's great. And I do that all the time, unfortunately. Or am I approaching my scripture study because I just do this because I love God. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to spend time with God. Right. When I come into it with that mindset, oh, dude. And that's a lifetime. It's sweet. Yeah. It's, and that's a lifetime perspective. But it's repetition. So, yeah. You do it every day.
0: Well, yeah. that's what God's taught me over the years in, in my fitness journey is... Like the thing I've needed most, and I feel like I'm so far away from being at that point, but I know God's like definitely grown me is consistency, and it's kind of along the same endurance. And what you were saying, like for me, consistently getting up and doing the action that I know is best, regardless of how I feel, Mm -hmm. I I need to do that, and that bleeds over to my scriptural studies as Mm -hmm. well. It's yeah. like, some mornings I wake up and I'm groggy and I don't feel like opening my right, Bible, but right. that doesn't mean I don't do it. Right. Some mornings I I'd go to the gym and like don't feel like working out, but which is why I love CrossFit because it kind of makes get, you push it Once no you show what. up, it's, it's on. CrossFit was almost like just a crux because it didn't require me to like mentally go through my routine, you know, where I have like, all right, I got to do this exercise. Like, I've still never been good at that in the gym. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I just do what I want in the but gym. you
1: show up there and they're like, they have it on the board.
0: Got yeah, you got to do it. And then the competition, like, there's yeah. so many, yeah. like, supporting factors that help you be right. successful in
1: CrossFit. Which but I think that's uh, another good point about physically is accountability. You know, yeah. that idea. and spiritually We're not we meant to, to be it. lone
0: wolves no.
1: spiritually. And so why would... Right. And we learned this, you know, we, we started what we call Ironman groups for our men at our church. And it's really focused on helping guys get out of their comfort zone and share their faith. Like we're called to in scripture, these same principles have applied because so many people that fear of like putting themselves out there and all this kind of stuff doing what's uncomfortable, but having that infinite mindset, which is what Mm -hmm. we try to teach is like, this is our goal for our lives. Mm -hmm. And once guys press through and that accountability and that help and they do it and it's like, man, this is awesome. And i feel god using me and then it's a a lifetime at that point like Aye. they can't wait to do it again yeah and i think that same idea of pressing through the uncomfortable in the in the first of it we even say in there right we are uncomfortable in or we're comfortable in the uncomfortable yeah and i think that's true just for life mm-hmm. like where belief drives action if our feelings drive our beliefs then that's our flesh but the way god's designed it is our belief should drive our actions and mm-hmm. our feelings yeah. And the feelings usually come later. Mm-hmm. Like you said, in the beginning of getting getting into a workout routine, it kind of sucks. Uh, <laughs> hmm. But once you start to get into it and you're feeling the results of it and you're pressing through goals, you know, and all of a sudden it's like, I, I enjoy this now. Yeah, And yeah. for me, I'll share my own story. I already said it with CrossFit, but I've learned so much spiritually, I think, in this because it's... You know, I used to just go to the gym, be the guy lifting the weights and stuff, which was great, you know, setting the goals. The bench press
3: and bicep curl workout. Yeah,
1: the beach body workout. Dad body uh, workout. Dad body, that's right. <laughs> um, but getting into that where it's going back to like athletic days and really trying to to push myself in ways I, I have never pushed myself before, one of the things that I often tell other guys, like the reason why I love it so much is I see the parallel to my spiritual life because... I have to do so much like mental self-talk in the middle of those workouts, pushing myself beyond what I feel comfortable. But then when it happens, like it shows me that I'm capable of more than I thought. And the same thing is true when battling sin, when spiritual disciplines, like things that I feel uncomfortable with when I press through it and see God work in it it shows me that, mm. man, God is way more capable to work through my life than than I ever thought, yeah. you know? You
3: know, having that infinite game mindset too, mm-hmm. like on the other side of not only just accomplishing things, but like if you realize that, hey, like the Christian life is eternal, that mm-hmm. by definition is infinite. Right. And it takes a lot of the pressure off of me to like have to perform, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's in my gym session or or just in my daily walk with the Lord. Like
1: mm-hmm.
3: I don't have to be perfect you know what I mean right. um, although I strive for that like I'm not like in the sense of like moral superiority but I just strive to live the way Christ has told me but I I'm inherently flawed and I have inherent right. issues and problems and when I approach my life or my workout session or 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 any aspect of my life really with that that infinite game mindset with where I'm thinking okay like this is gonna if the Lord wakes me up tomorrow I'm gonna have another opportunity then if a failure, Although it it can be very severe sometimes, it's not the end of the game, right? Like if the Lord's going to wake me up tomorrow by his mercy, that means I just got more mercy. That means I can start again. That means that I can Mm -hmm. continue forward and try to live a life pleasing to my father. You know, um, I know that he's infinitely pleased with me because of Christ, but also like I want to strive just like Paul talked about, you Mm -hmm. know? Like I haven't arrived yet. He's like, I strive towards the upward call in Christ, you know? Like, I strive hard. That's the Apostle Paul. And so, other than Christ, I think Paul's, like, probably the best example of, like,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: what
3: a gnarly Christian looks like.
0: (laughs) Well, it shows you, like, the eternal mindset is not results-focused because that's, like, the first order. It's showing up with the right mindset, Mm -hmm. which is an eternal mindset. Mm -hmm. But just getting there, like, showing up to the gym Mm -hmm. or... Like, setting aside your time in the morning with your Bible. Like, just showing up is step one. And wanting it for the right reasons. Exactly. Then having your mindset. You're going to go a lot further with
1: that than focusing on the first order of results. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, this has been awesome, guys. Yeah. I think uh, I've gotten a lot out of this conversation. Mm-hmm. I think our listeners will, too. Um, before we leave, plug your stuff. I, I want, How can people find you? How can people find you?
2: Um, well, you can follow me on Instagram at Marie Francis fitness yeah. and, um, I am a personal trainer at the Pelican athletic club and, uh, yeah, just want to learn together with people and yeah, you know,
3: that's awesome. Wait, Mike? Yeah, you can, uh, for fitness, you can find me at www.so, S-O-W, fit, reapfit.com. um, that's where I do my online personal training. Uh, I program for people using the True Coach app. Also just uh, started my own personal training studio out of my house. My garage is uh, set up. Yeah. Sweet, man. So yeah, check good. me out on uh, Instagram, Mikey P. Linstead, uh, And you can see posts about that personal training studio there. Yeah. Yeah, follow them. We'll put it in the show
0: notes as well so you guys can click and mm-hmm. um, check them out.
1: And, of course, NehemiahProjectGNO.org, our recovery, addiction recovery and counseling ministry that we just launched as well. So if you know anybody struggling, please reach out to us. We want to help. Mm -hmm. It was awesome, guys. Thanks. Thanks 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 for listening.
0: Thanks for listening to the Change Up podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode, but most importantly, we hope it helped. And if it did, please share it with a friend or someone you may be discipling. Also, you can like us on Facebook and Instagram. You can reach us via either of those channels if you have any questions or topics that you'd like us to cover. We appreciate your guys' support and would also like to thank the Field Church in Mandeville, Louisiana for hosting and producing this podcast. If you don't have a home church, then please look it up at thefieldnola.com. We're not currently holding services due to the COVID-19 crisis, but if you go to The Field Church on Facebook, you can see all that we are doing for the members. Daily devotionals, daily praying through the Psalms. We have a live streaming of our services on Sunday morning at 1015, and just a bunch more ways to get connected to a very active church body. So thanks again, guys. Be blessed.